What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you here. The day after the college basketball national championship, what a game that was. Kansas takes the trophy. They cut down the nets last night in an epic comeback, an epic game. And, uh, whoo, man, it was fun to watch. Um, North Carolina loses. Um, I want to, I want to talk about college basketball for a second. Because watching that awesome epic game yesterday, there was comebacks, there was last second shots, there was last second mistakes. There was a lot, right? And and I'll say this. College basketball, the last five years, in my opinion, I'm sure a lot of people's opinions has has, has gone downhill. Um, the players aren't staying at long. You just lost coach. I talked about that a little bit yesterday. You just lost Coach K yesterday. Um, there is a lot of just uh, absolutely players are leaving after one year. Not too many great coaches. Um, the regular season, I'll. As I I have a sports podcast. I don't watch that much, um, because you know your team's gonna make the tournament. But this is what I will say: March Madness, despite having its issues, um, despite risking with the format that they do, having their best teams eliminated by the second round. Despite the craziness, the the just the absolutely structure of the whole thing, it never disappoints. March Madness never disappoints, and you saw it in the Final Four, you saw it in the National Championship, you saw it in the Elite Eight, you saw it in the Sweet Sixteen. There's always a Cinderella story. There's always upsets. There's always great teams. There's always great stories. There's always great games. It's always fun. And there's always a game you remember. Last year it was, uh, you know, last year, even with the limited fans they had last year, you remember the Final Four, you know? Uh, this year, the Final Four, Duke, North Carolina, Coach Cade's final game, Kansas plays North Carolina National Championship, comes back, biggest game in history. And college basketball, it's gone downhill, and they have issues to work out. But March Madness never disappoints. March Madness never uh, disappoints to be entertaining for me to want to watch it. It's it's fun. It, it, it truly is fun. All right. Well, I want to talk about... Uh, I want to talk about, because yesterday, uh, when we were, when I was doing the podcast, we got the breaking news of the trade between the Saints and between the Eagles. And so, you know, 
now that we are here sitting here on April 5th, I figure, you know, we're three weeks away. There was a trade that happened over the weekend for the uh, Patriots. And so I figure most of the trades, most of the draft day trades are, are we got a draft day trade. We got crazy NFL offseason. Now that I think the dust has finally settled, I would like to do my official mock draft 2.0. Uh, should be fun. So let's go here. Number one overall, Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll talk about this before. I think it's smart to go with uh, A. and Hutchinson, Edge, Michigan. Why? So you have Travis, uh, Trevor Lawrence, cornerstone uh, piece for the uh, for your quarterback position. Uh, you got weapons for him. Travis Etienne's coming back. You're, you you got enough weapons now that way your offense is going to have weapons. But you could really, when you're in the middle of this rebuild and you want to have some success, and, and especially in that conference that they're in with the quarterbacks that are in that conference, um, if they want to have any success, they're going to need to get to the passer. And what better way to do that with an edge? So I think number one overall, Ian Hutchinson still. Detroit Lions. So reports out there, they're willing to trade it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade this pick. Uh, personally, though, if I were the Detroit Lions, what I would do is I would kind of look at where you're at and I would say, you know what? I'm going to get Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, Edge from Oregon. I think, uh, you know, people have been saying his draft stock's lying, whatever. I still think he's super talented. I still think he's super elite. I think you upgrade that defense side of the ball, Dan Campbell, second year. Uh, Houston Texans. So they've got uh, the third overall pick, and they also have 13th overall pick. So I think if you're wise, what you do here if you're the Texans is there's going to be receivers available at the 13th, at 13th overall position. Obviously, like to get some weapons because they want to stick with uh, their quarterback, which is fine. But I always say this, especially now if the top two, in my opinion, the top two edges are taken and you like your quarterback. When in doubt, when in the midst of a total rebuild, and the, and the best tackles are still available, I see you get Evan Neal. Upgrade the old line. The, the, the magic of having a good old line, it can make your team look way better in your offense, and everyone on your offense look way better than they really are. So I think a future, you could get a receiver third overall pick with a number three overall pick you get, you upgrade the old line. All right, New York Jets. So they have two picks here, four and ten. They could get protection for Zach Wilson, but their offensive line really is not the problem. The two best edges are already taken. So I think what you do here is uh, you get uh, you get you get two weapons. I think you get two weapons in the draft. Now, number four over pick, you're going to have your choice at every single receiver that you want. Uh, so it depends on who they like best. Personally, I like Garrett Wilson. I think he's the best all around. I think you get him. Uh, and you see who's available at the number 10 overall pick. New York Giants, they can use an upgrade on the O-line. I don't think there's any question there. Uh, I think Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, if you're going to give him more time, give him some running lanes. Give him some time to pass. Uh, I think you get Charles Cross, Mississippi State. Carolina Panthers. 
look, they got needs. I think you got to stick with Sam Darnold. I think what you do here is you get uh, Akeem Aquanu tackle North Carolina State. I think you. I think that, that's all you can do is upgrade the O line, upgrade the O line, give Sam Darnold time to throw. Anytime you get plates, pieces, and players, it's gonna look better when they have time to throw. Uh, New York Giants. So look, I think again here you have a need to fill. Uh, but at the same time, you can make an argument, oh, the top threes are taken. So I say you get, now that you upgrade the offensive line, upgrade your defense side of the ball, get an edge, Trevion Walker. I know it's flashy to get the receivers, and receivers are very important, but you need upgrades on the defense side of the ball. Atlanta Falcons. So they got Marcus Mariota, it appears with that. That's who they're going to go with next year. Uh, you're in a division with Tom Brady. Uh, you know, you could potentially get a quarterback for the future and have him sit under Marcus Mariota, which I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Um, but with that being said, they are going to have their pick if they want because they do need some more weapons on their team. It depends on what they're looking for. Are they looking for long-term success at the quarterback position? Or are they looking for success this year? If you're looking for success this year, I think you try to get a quarterback or you get a weapon. But if you're looking for long-term success, maybe you try to pick a quarterback. And so there are some great ones available. You could get Malik Willis. Um, you do have the eighth overall pick. It will be an appropriate place from the fall, in my opinion. Um, obviously, I, I think you go Malik Willis here. I think you get a quarterback. I think you need one. You just moved on from Matt Ryan. He, he doesn't have to start this year, but he can sit on Marcus Mariota. Seattle Seahawks, look, it appears as if they're going with Drew Locke or potentially trade for Baker Mayfield. I do not think they draft the quarterback. I think there's rumors about DK Metcalf. They need to upgrade the O-line, but the top O-line are already taken in this, in this scenario. The top O-lineman. Um, so I think what you do here is you, you potentially think about trading DK Metcalf there are some top corners available. You're in a division with Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Trey Lance, and or Jimmy Garoppolo playing Kyle Chandler twice a year. You could use some up on the defense side of the ball. I think what you do here is you get Derek Stingley. I, I think you get a corner. You try to upgrade that defense, uh, and you see what you can do this year. All right, New York Jets. So they drafted Garrett Wilson. I think what you do here, you would love to upgrade the defense side of the ball, but I think what you do here is you really have a you have a strong draft helping out your young quarterback and I think what you do you can get Jameson Williams if you want the reason why I'm going to Chris Olave I think those two are very close but I know that Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson played together at Ohio State and so I know that their their chemistry is going to be great together we know that they're not necessarily going to be problems not that there would be if you get James Williams but you get Chris Olave Garrett Wilson Upgrade their receiving position. Give your young quarterback some great weapons to throw to and move on from there with Robert Sala. Washington Commanders pick. I think I think you should be happy with you having Carson Wentz as your quarterback. I think you've got some potential options here. But we do know their defense needs some improvement. I think their front seven is phenomenal. Montez Sweat, Chase Young. Uh, I mean, they got dudes up there on the front of seven. But you need you need some more help in the back end. I think you get Sauce Gardner. Put out a tweet yesterday, his best play in the draft. Well, we'll have to see what happens. But I, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be locked down corner. Minnesota Vikings. 
look, you they've got weapons. They definitely have weapons. Uh man. I think what you do here is uh and you could use some help on the defense side of the ball, but there are some I think what you do is you get Devontae Wyatt, defensive uh interior defensive lineman from the Vikings. Help out help out your side of the ball. You still gotta face Aaron Rodgers twice a year. Help out the defense side of the ball because your offense was doing fine. All right, Houston Texans now picking at thirteen. So, like I said, they had the thirteen. They had the third over pick. I had them picking Evan Neal a tackle, upgrade the O line. Now, now that you're thirteenth over pick, you can say, okay, there are quarterbacks available. Now they upgrade the O line. Do, do we want to move on from quarterback? Do we want receivers? It appears as if they like their quarterback. So I think what they do is take a receiver. I think Drake London catch radius big, huge. You, Jace Williams is great, but you need the but but what you need here is a possession receiver, one that's going to give you a lot of volume. James Williams is a great deep threat; he's a great speed guy, but you need a catch radius guy specifically when you're trying to start the upgrade. Baltimore Ravens, look, they've got issues uh, on the back end. Deshaun Watson's now in your division. Uh, Deshaun Watson now in your division. You got to face Mitch Trubisky as an upgrade. You got to face Joe Burrow twice a year. Not to mention in that juggernaut of a conference, I think you get Trek McDuffie, corner from Washington State, trying to improve that back end. Philadelphia Eagles now are picking with the 15th overall pick. Uh, I think if you're the Eagles, you, you overachieved last year. You look at the defense of the ball, you see what you can do. I think you get Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah. New Orleans Saints are now picking. 16th overall pick because of the trade. I think, look, I, I think they, the one of the reasons why I think they took this is because they don't know what's happened with Michael Thomas. They don't know what's happened with a lot of players. So, uh, uh, man, you got James, you got, you got, uh, James Winston. It depends on what you want to do quarterback wise. I think you get I, I, I think you get a quarterback. My guy's Matt Corral. I don't know if that's what they're gonna pick, but I think they get Matt Corral. Alright, Los Angeles Chargers. Look, I think you get yourself I think you get your own quarterback another weapon. And I think you get Jameson Williams from Alabama, seventeenth overall. Speed guy, deep threat guy for Justin Herbert to throw to. That'd be a dangerous combination, especially in that division that they're in. They need weapons. They're in a stack division. They need weapons. James Williams is a great pick. All right, Philadelphia Eagles. Look, I think they got Kyle Hamilton. Completely go on on defense side of the ball. Uh, New Orleans Saints are now picking. I had them picking Matt Corral last time. Now with the ninth overall pick. So here's the thing. They've got a couple options here. They could potentially look into... Uh, Man, they they could potentially look into getting uh, a weapon if they want to, but then again, who who do they want to take a weapon? Do they want to get someone to help develop Jameson? Uh, sorry, Matt Corral. I tell you what, I I think what you do here is you get the edge for Purdue. I think you get uh, I think you get George Karlaftis. I I think you draft him. And you see what happens. Try to upgrade the defense side of the ball because you don't have a great because you don't really have a whole lot going for you on the defense side of the ball right now. Um, and he lost Marcus Williams a safety. So 
Man, that's a tough one. Okay, Pittsburgh Steelers. Do they get a quarterback? They have Mitch Trubisky as a bridge quarterback. Do they want to see? I, I, I think if you're the Steelers, you kind of see where that goes. And I think you get uh, Bernhard Raymond, tackle from Central Michigan, upgrade the O-line. Because um, you're in because you're individual Miles Garrett, uh, great edge rushers. All right, Patriots got Devontae Park over the weekend, but they got weapons needs. They have needs for sure. I tell you what I think they do here, though. I tell you what I think they do here. I think that if, if this is the case and Tyler Linderbaum is still available, center from Iowa, I think you draft him and you say, you know what? We got Devontae Parker. There are other great weapons available, but instead of spending a first overall pick there, what we're doing is we're protecting him and go more time to throw because he's not the most mobile, especially now in the division we're in. Okay, so the Green Bay Packers, they need a receiver. And I tell you, if all these receivers are taken... If all these receivers were taken, but there is, I think they get Traylon Burks. Try to keep Aaron as happy as possible. Try to make competitive at least. Um, man, that's a tough one. Okay, Cardinals. They could use another weapon. They lost Christian Kirk, and I tell you, it's interesting what they decided to do here. But man, if they because they could use an upgrade on the offensive side of the ball. But if Jah- but Jahan Dotson, they got a guy like Jahan Dotson last year, Rondale Moore. If Jahan Dotson kind of an all-around, a big catch radius guy, a weapon for Kyler Murray, I think that's what they do with. All right, Dallas Cowboys. Ah, oh, man. I think they get Jordan Davis. Uh, defensive, uh, interior defensive lineman from Georgia. Try to upgrade as best you can. Um... All right, Buffalo Bills, they got Von Miller. They're in a stacked conference. They're in a pretty good division. I'll tell you what I think they do here. They got an edge last year in the draft. They just got Von Miller. I think you get David Ajabu. Try to, and I know, and I know he got the, and I know the whole combine thing, but try to upgrade Try to let him develop under Von Miller so that because you're not going to be able to keep Von Miller forever. Eventually, he's going to retire, so that you can have an edge in the making coming up with him. All right, Tennessee Titans. I think they get Nicobe Dean, linebacker from Georgia. Their defense needs work. Their offense, I think, is plenty good enough. All right, Tampa Buccaneers. They no longer need a quarterback now. Uh, I tell you, I, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't have a whole lot of needs. Their weapons are good. They could use someone else to protect them. So I think will, I think they go Trevor Penning, tackle from Northern Iowa, try to protect Tom Brady as best you can. He can develop. Here go the Packers again picking. Man, the Packers now have the twenty eighth overall pick. I don't think you get a receiver here. Depending on who's available, I don't think you get a receiver. I think the best you can do is try to upgrade the O-line. I think you get, uh, man, uh, uh, man, you could get the tackle from Kentucky. I think you go Abraham Lucas here, tackle Washington State. Kansas City Chiefs need a receiver desperately. Wouldn't be surprised if they trade up to get one at all, but assuming they don't, now they're kind of in this position. <sighs> I tell you, I, I think, they're in a division now where they where they could use another weapon, sure. 
But at the same time, the thing they could really use is that they could use an, they could use another weapon. Or absolutely, I agree with that. But at the same time, the other thing they could use is an upgrade on the edge. Get some pressure on those great quarterbacks in the division. Right? They get uh, Jermaine Johnson, uh, edge for Florida State. Jermaine Johnson the second. All right, they have the third the overall pick as well. I think all you do is you. I, I know this seems odd. I think, especially considering they lost Tyreek Hill, I think you upgrade that defense. You saw what happens when the defense started playing better last year. I think you get Andrew Booth, Clemson, uh, corner from Clemson, really upgrade the defense back end, uh, front edge, put pressure on these quarterbacks. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, they really upgrade their own line. I don't think you have to worry about too, that too much. They really upgrade this offseason. Man. It really depends on... I wouldn't be surprised. If there is Porch out there. There is tight end. So I wouldn't be surprised if they get Trey McBride, a uh, tight end from Colorado State, upgrade that position because you don't really need a lot of upgrades everywhere else. All right, a, a lot of upgrades everywhere else. And then lastly, the first overall... In the first round, Detroit Lions. Man. You know what? With the 32nd overall pick, there still is a lot of talent available. I tell you, though, I wouldn't be surprised if what they do here is they say that if they Desmond Ritter or Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter's probably got the highest, or you could get Kenny Pickett. I think you get Desmond or a mobile guy. Not necessarily to put pressure on Jared Goff, but you get Desmond Ritter. Late in the first round, you say, you know what, we're just going to stick with, we're going to see what happens with him in training camp. And if anything, he could be a good backup or we can trade him a couple of years. But personally, that that is my, uh, so there it is. There you guys have it, my official mock draft 2.0. I won't be surprised if trades happen. I won't be trying to shoot, try to trade up and get a weapon. Packers, whatever. But man, this would be a great draft. All right, well, that's wrapping up for this episode of Rage and Rio. Thank you everyone so much for listening. It truly, truly does mean a lot. And uh, one more thing before you guys go. I'd just like to read you guys a quick Bible verse. This one comes from the book of Luke. This is Jesus talking in the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 37. It said, Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. He spoke a parable to them. Can the blind leave the blind? Will they not both fall into the ditch? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your eye? Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. So that was Jesus talking. And uh, something he said really interesting there was... uh, the part about the blind leading the blind and the blind leading the blind where they both fall into the ditch. And um, the reason I get to this is because, you know, we got all sorts of everybody um, talks about mental health and mental health issues. And I'm going to a therapist or going to family therapy and all that. And it's not necessary that there's something wrong with going to therapy or marriage counseling or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. But you got to think about this. This is what Jesus is saying. You're saying, can the blind lead the blind? And so, and I'm sorry if it offends you, you know, if I'm calling you blind, 
but this is what Jesus is saying, and it's the truth. If you're not in Him, you are blind. And so, and if you're if you're blind, this is what we do. Um, this is what you know the secular world calls for, which is uh, you know ten ways to be to be ten ways to improve, or uh, ten ways for 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 you to have a, su- a successful life, or. Uh, you know, go to a go to a therapist. They'll give you some medicine or something like that. And you know, that's the blindling the blind. The, Jesus said, "Look, the blind cannot lead the blind. You're both fall in their ditch." And so, look, and, and people criticize Christians because they're hypocrites. There are Christian hypocrites. Yeah, I mean, you listen to one right here. Uh, we all are hypocrites because we all sin. <sighs> nobody is nobody's perfect. But the point that Jesus is saying here is, look, you cannot expect this, this, you can't expect this, this, uh, you can't expect the blind to lead the blind. And so if you're listening to people that are lost, that's just like the lost leading the lost. You're both going to fall into a ditch. And so, you know, it's very important that we see this in true life when you're in Christ, you will see the truly, and you say, "Why do I need Christ?" Well, you know, and the other thing that I think happens a lot is we say, like, you know, we don't think about death a lot; it makes us uncomfortable. But I, I think something that is important to think about is, is is where we're going after we die. I think about that all the time, and um, you know, I, I I the Bible is very clear about life after death: eternity with Him, it's eternity without Him, heaven and hell. Many people think it's him of being a good person, and that's just simply not what the Bible supports, simply not what it states. And this is God's word, and that's simply, he's telling you no, because there's no one good. We have all sinned, we've all we've all lusted, we've all used God's name in vain, we've all done terrible, terrible things. But God says, if you repent and turn from sin and trust in Jesus, because many people know that Jesus died on the cross, but they don't understand what it means for them. And what it means for you is this, we broke God's law. Well, we found guilty in punishment, and punishment is hell. But what did Jesus say? Or what did Jesus do? Well, when he died on the cross, he lived the perfect life. He was God in human form. He lived the perfect life, down on the cross for our sins, and he took the punishment. So if you repent of your sins, put your trust and your faith in Jesus, then he can take your punishment and you can be found innocent. And it's very important that we do that. It's very important that, that we think about this. And if you want more on this... Um, more on this if you want to think about you know start your starting your walk with god um i encourage you to check out frank turek uh crossexamine.org or crossexamine on youtube living water training tube i've been there ray comfort you get an idea of what i was doing here two great guys that i hope you kind of get an idea um and then also if anything feel free dm me at red zone underscore radio feel free to dm me um feel free to dm me uh and i'll be happy to pray for you try to help you as much as i can one thing I just take a quick prayer for you, dear Father. I ask you touch this person's heart, that you convict them with the Holy Spirit, and you see their need for a Savior. You help them see their need for a Savior, that you open their eyes in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you uh, if you're listening to this. Thank you so much for still listening. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio. Have a great day, and God bless.